Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and space. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online, and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. This spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code POOL at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using the code POOL at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code POOL. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. Today is October 8th, 2021, and our first story Joe Biden defends mass terminations and resignations over the vaccine mandate, saying it's better this way. Meanwhile, there's a nursing shortage, a labor shortage and an economic crisis, which leads us to our next story. The jobs report is a disaster. Only 194,000 jobs out of an expected 500,000. And Joe Biden thinks it's good that people are getting fired from their jobs by the thousands. In our last story, 60,000 illegal immigrants are heading to the southern border, saying they are ready for war and cannot be stopped. Man, the Biden presidency is a disaster itself. If you like this show, give us a good review and leave us five stars. Share the show with your friends now. Let's get into that first story. If you're wondering why Joe Biden's approval rating is in the gutter, look no further. The other night in a speech, he defended the mass terminations of people unwilling to be vaccinated. The reason why this affects everybody is because we are in a labor shortage, economic crisis, stagflation, inflation. Everything is going wrong. Deliveries aren't happening. The Postal Service is in disarray. Nurses. There is a shortage of nurses and EMS 911 is in dire straits because they can't find people. Now is not the time to be celebrating job losses when a job report comes out showing it is abysmally low, way below expectations. And we get a president who says, when you look at all these people getting fired from their jobs, the vax mandates work. And we're like, dude, at what point? Do the American people say, I care more about being able to eat than whether or not I might get sick? That's the interesting question. For when there is abundance and people know there's food on the table, they might say, yes, the, the, the COVID pandemic is my biggest fear. But when there is gas prices surging, there's a shortage of nurses and EMS, and you can't get your favorite macaroni anymore, let alone rice, there's a rice shortage, apparently. People start to say, I can't think about any of that stuff because I'm trying to figure out why I went shopping and it was 700 bucks to fill my cart. Now we're hearing this. There's a I saw one report. A Dutch aluminum maker is ceasing production of aluminum because the cost of energy is too high and they're not going to get a return on the aluminum they produce. Yo, there is a steel shortage This is crumbling faster and faster. And then with the jobs report, they estimated 500 that they expected 500,000, 194, abysmal. And Joe Biden is on TV going, it's good that we're mass firing people at a time 
when we are in dire straits. So what do you get? Maybe it maybe in 2022, we'll see a red wave. Maybe come 2024, a return of Donald Trump. I honestly have no idea. But boy, I would not be surprised if Biden gets removed. Someone invokes the 25th. I guess it would have to be Kamala Harris. I wouldn't be surprised. But the dude should have been impeached a long time ago. We got 60,000 illegal immigrants heading to the border, declaring they are ready for war to try and come into the U.S., The economy is in shambles. Afghanistan was a disaster. And the president is celebrating job losses. (laughs) That's the craziest thing to me. The president goes on TV and says, it's a good thing we're losing jobs at a time when we're desperate to fill jobs. Well, how about we dive in and take a look at just how apocalyptic this actually is? Because I talked about the jobs report earlier, but now you add in the fact that Joe Biden is defending these mass terminations and we have the main we have mainstream leftist media saying fire more people. You know what? It seems to me that they want the economy to crumble. Perhaps the climate change people, perhaps it's tribalist insanity where they're just like, make them suffer. Maybe it's a great reset of sorts, but either way, it is happening. No matter what your theory is or why you think it's happening, it is happening. Food prices through the roof. And you know what? All that complying you did, how much did that help? I'm sorry, I did the opposite. It brought you to where you are today. Before we get started, head over to TimCast.com, become a member, and you'll get access to exclusive members-only segments of the TimCast IRL podcast, as well as our other new shows that are coming soon First of all, we have a new show, Tales from the Inverted World, I'm super excited about. The second episode will be up Sunday morning, and then we will start the members-only conversations with our host, Jane Cashman, investigating the creepy, the paranormal, simulations, DMT, and all that really fun stuff, because building culture is extremely important. We hear it all the time from people on the right that the, the, the left has all the cultural institutions. What does the right have? Well, we decided we're going to add to that culture, and our values respecting freedom and individual, individual uh, liberty personal responsibility will come out through the content we produce. That's what you're supporting when you become a member at TimCast.com. But don't forget to like this video, subscribe to this channel, share this show with your friends, because if everybody watching right now shared this video, we would be bigger than CNN overnight. Now let's read this news about our terrible president. The Daily Mail reports, quote, when you see mass firings, look at the bigger story. Biden appears to defend the unvaccinated losing their jobs and says Americans who haven't gotten the shot are damaging the economy. Oh, oh, it's it's their fault. Actually, it's the mass terminations that are at fault. But the funny thing is the Daily Mail says appears to defend. He literally defended it. He outright said the bigger picture. Hey, you know, I'm reminded of that statement from Spock in Star Trek. The needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few. And that's it's true. But it doesn't mean it's morally right that we would sacrifice individuals for just some idea of the majority. It's not that simple. And this is very clearly a callous president who doesn't care that thousands upon thousands of people are losing their jobs at a time of economic crisis. And he doesn't understand what this means. We're in a nursing shortage, my friends. We've been in a nursing nursing shortage for some time. They are now terminating nurses by the thousands So what happens to those who are sick and in need of help? They're going to blame the unvaccinated for it. But the reality is it is the system they are putting in place. Now, I certainly understand COVID is serious, but at a certain point, what do you do? Do you say destroy the economy so we don't get sick? Or do you say we need nurses to heal people, but they might get sick, right? It's a cost benefit analysis. I think if you've got 
a serious injury or, or need of surgery, we're better off with the risk of getting sick because you have a risk of getting sick in hospitals. It's going up. That's unfortunate. But the alternative is no treatment at all. The Daily Mail reports. Joe Biden said Thursday, the bigger story isn't that thousands of people are losing their jobs, but that the new mandates are increasing the percentage of Americans in the workforce who are vaccinated against COVID. It's also increasing stress. And there are people posting videos and photos, furious, angry, rioting, protesting. Many people who did get vaccinated because they were forced to do it or lose their jobs. These requirements work, Biden lauded during a speech at a Clayco construction site in Elk Grove Village, Illinois. The new executive order mandates that all businesses with at least 100 employees require those working to provide proof of vaccination or be subject to compulsory weekly testing. And I will tell you this, my friends, if every single person who opposed it said no, these businesses would fold in two seconds. They would say, please, please don't leave. Do you know how many job openings there are? They are desperate to hire. Leave if you don't believe in what they are doing. Stand up for your principles and they will beg. Maybe the hardest thing you've ever done. It may be a substantial risk. It's going to be up to you. They say, while these new rules have not been implemented by OSHA yet, Biden said that the Labor Department is going through the appropriate steps to put the order in place. The new rule, Biden said on Thursday, would cover 100 million Americans, about two thirds of all people working in America. Let's be clear. When you see the headlines and reports of mass firings and hundreds of people losing their jobs, look at the bigger story, the president added, claiming the bigger story is that more employees in the workforce are vaccinated. How do you create an angry and dejected population? Subject them to your whims by threat of force and coercion. I got to tell you that there are a lot of people. I think most people are pro-vax. They're like vaccines are fine, but they're not pro being threatened and coerced by the government. I think Joe Biden is in trouble, but maybe he's just a patsy. Maybe the whole thing about Biden is that they know he's not going to run for a second term and they're going to get him out of there. Quote, I've spoken with Scott Kirby, CEO of United Airlines, who's here today. Biden said as an example, United went from 59 percent of their employees to 99 percent of their employees being vaccinated in less than two months after implementing the requirement. He also said that private business leaders felt emboldened by federal level requirements for military and government workers to now also demand that their employees are also vaccinated to be able to remain in the American workforce. Quote, as the business roundtable and others told me when I announced the first requirement that encourages businesses to feel they could come in and demand the same thing of their employees. Most people are getting vaccinated. More lives are being saved. Today, I'm calling on employers to act. I know the vaccination requirements are a tough medicine, unpopular with some politics for others, but they're life saving. They're game saving for our country. How many suicides have we seen of young people? How many people are losing their jobs over this? Unpopular. You are a psychotic, moronic despot. That's what you are. Because this is America. Individual responsibility, life, liberty, pursuit of happiness, personal responsibility. Have you seen the price of gold lately? It's hitting all-time highs. And when it comes to investing in gold, check out Noble Gold Investments. They have a track record of excellence that's second to none. Just look at their thousands of five-star reviews on Trustpilot, Google, and the Better Business Bureau. Customers rave about their knowledgeable staff, smooth investment process, and life-changing results, which you can see for yourself online. That's the kind of reputation you can count on. But it's not just about the reviews. Noble Gold Investments truly care about their clients. They take the time to understand your unique needs and goals, and they give expert guidance every step of the way. That level of personalized service is rare in this industry. Look, 
When it comes to securing your financial future, you can't afford to take chances. Go with the gold company that has earned the trust of countless investors. Visit noblegoldinvestments.com slash Tim Pool today and discover why Noble Gold Investments is the only choice for smart, secure gold investments. Or call them at 877-646-5347. Again, that's 877-646-5347. Well, here we are, my friends, the ramifications of what Joe Biden is talking about. Northwell Health fires 1,400 workers due to vaccine mandate. Remaining 76,000 got shots. Didn't care about those 1,400 people, each and every one of those individuals, because Joe Biden views you as a number. He says, sure, thousands of people's lives are being destroyed. Many of these people have medical issues or religious issues. He doesn't care. New York doesn't care. They don't care what you believe or what you hold true or what your doctor tells you. The mandates, they are absolute. Now, some places do have medical and religious exemptions, and then they subject you to to special treatment, meaning they put heavier requirements on you to put a weight on you. That is coercion. That's what they're doing. Here we go. Fired Piedmont ER doctor explains why he refused the, va- refused the vax mandate. This one from free, uh, freep.com. 400 Hen- Henry Ford health employees quit over COVID-19 vaccine mandate, 92% fully vaccinated. So 8% of the workforce these are medical employees. That's why I'm highlighting this. We're in a pandemic and you're and, and the president is saying it's look at the bigger picture. We may be losing EMS nurses and doctors right now, but it don't matter. We're already at a shortage. That's what they're not telling you when they say it's fine that we've lost 1400. We still have 76,000. Yeah. What about the shortage? They don't care. They don't care about you and your life. They want you to be a cog in their machine. Put your mind and your soul aside and do as you're told, saith Fauci. Take a look at this. TV anchor meteorologists among those to quit over vaccine mandate. This this anchor actually went on TV and said, I will not be here. I don't know what the future holds. And then posted, I tried everything possible to keep my job, including offering to be tested on a weekly basis. My requests were denied because it is about compliance. She said, I may have lost my job, but I preserved my dignity. Madam. This is um, Megan Gray. You have my respect and my applause. And it may be for nothing because it won't feed your family. But I hope you understand there are many more people around this country who are cheering you on. And I, I hope you find your way through this. And I am glad you've preserved your integrity. Because there are people who will tell you, yeah, well, integrity in an empty hand won't feed your kid. But compliance is why your kid doesn't have food in the first place. If people stood up for themselves from the beginning, we would not be here. Check this one out from Market Watch. All that tough talk over quitting jobs over a COVID vaccine mandate is really just idle threats. So saith Jack Berry and Anne Cristiano, Annie Neiman, writing for Market Watch. Took three people to write an opinion. Very, very, very impressive. Okay. Senators urged to address nursing shortage in Nebraska. Idle threats? People are leaving their jobs, and there is a nursing shortage in Nebraska. What's this? Industry expert Hochul, uh, industry expert says Hochul plan to fill nursing shortage not feasible for long term. Uh oh. How about this one from KSBY, California? Central Coast nurses hold press conference addressing nursing shortage concerns. You mean nurses are quitting and being fired? It wasn't idle threats, and there's a nursing shortage. Here we go. 
from Honolulu Civil Beat. Pandemic hardships have made Hawaii's nursing shortage even worse. Oh, there was already a nursing shortage. Jeez. Yeah, OK, here we here we got. I love how these 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 local outlets do this, this stupid stuff. Let's uh, let's make sure we mute them. Regional Medical Center offers RN compensation program amidst amid nurse shortage. RNs hired in the temporary program will receive 70 bucks per hour for up to 13 weeks. Bravo. Here we go. Concordia University in St. Paul launches new program to help fill nursing shortage. Ah, college students will be coming in and filling the role of professionals who are no longer there. Here's another one. Nursing programs struggle to keep up amid a nationwide shortage of nurses. Your president is defending this, saying it's a good thing. Priorities have to come in at a certain point. And I'll tell you where they're coming in now, at least in my opinion. From NBC News. EMS services warn of crippling labor shortage undermining 911 system. We are not bleeding any longer. We're hemorrhaging. One ambulance service operator said of a decade-long worker shortage exacerbated by the pandemic. Exacerbated by a callous Joe Biden. From KTVB7, labor shortage continues puzzling economics, economists and straining workers. I wonder if there was something contributing to this shortage. Could it be a president celebrating the loss of jobs at a time when he's actively working against the expansion of our economy or the restoration of it? I don't know what else to tell you, my friends. White House, no actions planned to address gas price surge. Deputy Press Secretary said Biden administration actively monitoring the global fuel shortage. Oh, absolutely incredible. You want to know why Joe Biden's approval rating is falling into like the, the 30s, the mid 30s? After everything I've just showed you, I want you to tell your friends and family about this one. Most importantly, Biden admits he pulled strings to get his friend's wife into Pennsylvania ER ahead of other sick people because it was overwhelmed with COVID patients. Hmm, who's the president right now? Us, Joe Biden. Who's uh, been in charge of this whole thing? Us, Joe Biden. Who is sacrificing everything while propping himself up as he's always done? It is Joe Biden. I, I mean, sacrificing the country, not anything of his. No, he's doing everything to preserve his. The Daily Mail says Biden said his friend's significant other had fallen ill with difficulty breathing and a high fever. Biden said his friend called him after he rushed her to the hospital where the emergency room told her she couldn't be seen because things were so crowded. I called the desk, received the nurse and asked what was what, what the situation was. The president said in remarks on coronavirus vaccine requirements. I wasn't complaining, Biden said. Doctors and nurses, some of them are just they're running dry. I really mean it. They're they're getting the living heck kicked out of them, sometimes physically. Biden did not reveal whether his call had helped get his friends and other to be seen by the doctor, uh, but other details uh, or any other details about the story. He then got back to touting his vaccine mandates. This we understand. My message is require your employees to get vaccinated, he said. Today, I'm calling on employers to act. So we know that part of the story. Joe Biden will call in on behalf of a friend. And we know what that phone call did. The president calls you. They're going to bring in whoever he asks. Why were they not able to see the individual? Could be because of the nursing shortage. It could be because of exactly what Joe Biden has mandated. So here's what happens. Joe Biden comes out and says, you got to get your employees vaccinated or else. So the hospitals say Joe Biden's mandating it. So we're going to do it. A bunch of nurses then get fired or quit. And then the hospitals go, oh, no, now we can't treat people. So Joe Biden calls up and says, I know the poor are suffering and I know it's my fault, but I got a friend in need and a friend in needs a friend indeed. So please 
Take him in and I'll be your friend too. And the hospital will do it. While you wait, while you watch as this person gets brought in and you wonder why it is that I, a regular working class person, are being denied this life-saving treatment. Where are the nurses, you might ask? To those that live in these blue districts that voted for this man, how many of them are going to ask themselves the real questions? How many of them are, go- how many of them are going to sit there and, and actually tell themselves, you know what? I voted for this guy. I doubt very many. Maybe enough. I mean, more and more independent voters are saying no. And independent voters do lean left. And uh, many independent voters are leaning towards Democrat. So maybe people will finally wake up and say, you know what? I regret my decision to support this man for all the problems that were the Donald Trump you know, uh, presidency. There were still good in it. And at the very least, we weren't suffering to this degree with someone like Biden selling us out and then exploiting his position for personal gain. But of course, we all knew this. We knew the stories about Joe Biden. We knew the stories about Hunter Biden, Burisma. We knew exactly who he was. We knew all about his brother's contracts in Iraq. And here we are from NBC. Fired for refusing a COVID vaccine? You likely can't get unemployment benefits. Yeah, you heard that one too, because the suffering is the point. Not only are they saying they're going to remove you from your job unless you comply, but you're not going to get any of the benefits that you paid into with your taxes. This is corruption beyond any, any, beyond anything I've seen. And there's some, there's some very serious and acute corruption we see, but this is at a mass scale. At a mass, mass scale. So what's left for people? Well, those that are losing their jobs. Americans fired for ignoring vaccine mandates are posting on GoFundMe to ask for money. And many say they don't regret it. Good. I hope they succeed. This is from Business Insider. Many Americans who say they were fired for ignoring their employer's vaccine mandates are turning to GoFundMe for help, but don't regret it. Though the rules have yet to be finalized or implemented, many employers imposed mandates sooner. In some places like Maine and California, state-level mandates have been active for weeks. As a result, thousands of people have lost their jobs, from healthcare workers to airline staff. Those who feel the step was needed to boost vaccination rates welcomed the mandate, while others labeled it an authoritarian imposition. It is. But ignoring vaccine mandates has left many without an income. Insider identified more than two dozen GoFundMe pages set up by people asking for financial aid to pay their bills or to launch legal challenges against their former employers. One of those asking for help is Stephanie Grandy, who worked as a registered nurse at Northern Light AR Gold Hospital in Maine until her contract was terminated on August 31st. Insider has verified Grandy's employment history, and the hospital did not respond to their request for comment. Grandy, a practicing Messianic Jew, told Insider she declined the vaccination, the vaccine on religious and ethical grounds. The Lord specifically told me not to take the shot, she said. Then we learned they used the aborted fetal cell lines in the research and development of the drugs. We believe abortion is murder. It would be a sin to take these drugs into our bodies. They do mention that fetal cell lines are grown using DNA from aborted fetuses, and they were used in the development of many of these vaccines and in the production of the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. Many pro-life groups have shunned the vaccine as a result. We also had that Project Veritas breaking news about Pfizer saying we don't want anybody to find out about this one. Basically, you must get the shot. No exemptions, Grandy said of the new policy. But she said she doesn't regret the decision and said many of her colleagues only got the vaccine to keep their jobs. This is how they treat you. They treat you like you don't matter, like your ideas are meaningless. I do not believe that of humanity. I have faith in humanity, even for all those people who are who are left in the darkness, who cannot see what's happening before their eyes, who blindly vote for these lunatics. They're victims of despots. 
Perhaps they don't have the cognitive abilities. Perhaps they are just kept in the dark and they haven't yet been shown the light. But many people have voted themselves into this. And now they're angry and they're frustrated. And they're being forced into a corner. And I know people who supported Biden, who laughed in my face, who are now telling me I'm scared. I don't want to have to get this. Uh, you know, my doctor doesn't even think I should, but they're forcing me to do it. What do I do? And I said, don't vote for these people. And the next time I tell you what's going on, you listen. But people are entitled to their own opinions. Because I don't think that I am the smartest person in the world or I'm always right. I think I can only give you, uh, I can only tell you what I would do because I am not a, a, a political leader, nor am I going to lead you from darkness. Technically, I suppose a lot of people watch the show maybe are, have been given good advice or at least heard things that helped them. I can tell you this. Throughout my life, I have more often than not made good decisions. I've made a whole lot of bad ones, just like most people. But I suppose on a, uh, if out of 100 decisions, I do 51 right ones and 49 wrong ones, which to the average person may look like I'm wrong a lot, but I'm right enough to do really, really well. I mean, to be fair, I think I probably make better decisions than, you know, I more often make decisions, you know, better than that. But it's not even about right decisions. It's about just reading the news and paying attention. When you pay attention, you can see what's happening in the world. And when you can, you can prepare for it. Imagine you're standing amidst a crowd and a giant fireball in the sky is headed your direction. And you're looking at your phone texting. You wouldn't know the fireball was coming until it was too late. I simply looked up and said, hey, I see a fireball. I'm going to move. And then I told a bunch of people, hey, everybody look up. And they all did. A bunch of other people said, I'm not looking up and falling for your stupid trick. You're a liar. And then we all walked out, not because we are psych psychic, not because we were smart, but because we were paying attention. And many people weren't. Which brings me to the grand finale from Salon.com. It's time to start firing unvaccinated people. Trump fans are overdue for a lesson in consequences. You can feel the vile, malicious, slimy anger in these people's hearts. As they talk, it just drips from their mouth. Yeah, they're disgusting. Why do I care if someone who doesn't live near me doesn't want to get the vaccine? Why should I care? I won't interact with them if I don't want to. I really don't care. Why should they call on rural communities with, with substantially less contact with, uh, with other people? They still have contact with people. I'm not saying they don't. Why should they call them to live the same way as the cities? Look at the image they use. This guy with the beard who's like, yeah, and freaking out with the syringe in front of him and a pink slip. That's what they think of you. It really is remarkable when I see stories like this and what they think of people like you or I. Why do you or I look like this strange man who probably is Scottish with that red beard? No, we look like regular people. We look like nurses and doctors and teachers and barber shops and gas station attendants, basketball players. This is the image they use because they want you to hate, hate, hate. I don't hate people for what they look like or, you know, I hate them for their, uh, actually, I don't really hate people. I hate ideas. I hate bad ideas. I will say this, though. I do hate evil people. I really do. And boy, is this world filled with darkness. Those who would absolutely do everything in their power to make sure you stay in the dark. And it works. They pull clips from my show, from Crowder, from Brett Weinstein, from Joe Rogan, from Styx. They take them out of context on purpose to smear you, to smear us. 
And then what happens is regular people who are in the dark are given this funhouse mirror version of what this show really is or what Timcast IRL really is. And then they say, I'm not going to listen to those guys because I was told they're nuts. And they don't realize we, we here bring you to the best of our abilities, real information. You don't have to agree with our political opinions. But I actually had an Antifa guy argue with me that there were no vaccine mandates. That's right. This Occupy Wall Street guy who was a big Antifa proponent said, there's no mandates. What are you talking about? No one's being told they have to get the vaccine. And then I posted an article, New York State mandates vaccine. And they're like, oh, I, I didn't notice that. I didn't see that story. I'm like, you didn't see the story where you can't go to restaurants? Do you even live in New York? But I guess when you're a recluse sitting online all day reading leftist propaganda, you never go out and realize that you're barred from going to these places. And now this is what they want. Salon writes, for those readers who only peruse headlines, which as anyone who has access to the news website analytics can tell you is shockingly is a shockingly huge percentage of readers. The impending first round of vaccine mandate deadlines are looking very like very scary business indeed. Not for people who are afraid of needles, mind you, but those who are afraid that mass resignations and firings and subsequent staffing shortages of essential workers are coming. That's right. They know it. They know we're in dire straits. They know the economy's in trouble and they want more of it. Isn't that incredible? I want you to survive, succeed, and I want you to be responsible. You see, I, I imagine a future much like this. Do I like those wasteful individuals pumping fossil fuels and polluting the climate? No, I'm not a fan of that at all. Do I like people who litter? Absolutely not. And I will tell you this, most conservatives are not a fan of ecological destruction at any rate. But let's talk about fossil fuels and all that stuff. Well, I understand there's, a, there's, there's, an issue, there's issues over climate change and all that stuff. YouTube says they're going to demonetize climate change denial. I actually think climate change is a big problem. I think humans uh, have become a disproportionate force on the environment and are creating an imbalance. And we, 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 we've seen these stories about uh, dead zones and fishery collapses and all, and all that stuff, droughts. I don't know. Uh, I, I can't tell you who's right or who's wrong. I can just certainly see that. I've seen some things that lead me to believe that may be the case. So I have an idea. I have an, a great idea. What if there were a way, what, what if there was a way to embolden, strengthen the economy, have people be more successful, and that would lead to a better future of personal responsibility, fresher air, cleaner lungs, better living. We can do all of that. We can do all of that through honesty and integrity and willpower. It's as simple as this. Cities suck. They're heavily pollutant. They have to ship things in. They're extremely energy. Uh, um, cons they, they, they consume so much energy to distribute the food and resources into the cities. And I'll tell you this. I got some electric motorcycles We've because we, 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 we're, we're excited. It's, it's, it's better uh, energy conversion. It's not perfect. You know what I mean? Like there's, there still are arguments about how much energy is needed fossil fuels to produce electric vehicles. But I have solar recharging. We actually have our own solar batteries. I'm not super worried about that right now. We do use fossil fuels for energy, but we can get more renewables. I'd love to see nuclear energy. You see, when you're honest with people, you can say something like this. You got to do what's right for you. All of these problems we see, we don't need to argue about. We have a solution. Find some cheap land outside of the cities. Now that we are getting better and better internet, notably, uh, internet, notably Starlink, and people can work remote, there's a great opportunity to find a path for you and your family to survive, to generate resources, and take some of the burden onto your own shoulders. I think it's a good thing. As Jordan Peterson says, find the heaviest thing you can carry and carry it. This may be one of the hardest things you've ever done, but it needs to be done. 
I have a lot of friends who live in cities who are, you know, right-leaning or moderate, libertarian. And I'm telling them, when are you going to buy an acre out in New Hampshire or Florida or Texas? It's not that expensive. It's not easy. But or even rent. Go to these states. You want to assume more responsibility. You want to grow some of your own food. Start gardening. You want to raise some livestock if you can. Not everybody can. I know that. But living in cities is expensive. You know, in order to live in New York, they say you need to be making like 150000 a year to be middle class, where as the rest of the country, it's seventy-seven. Why waste that money? What we need to do, and we can solve all these problems, reduce population density in big cities, get back to nature, have people learn how to take care of themselves. They'll, they'll be fitter. They'll be stronger. You'll, you'll get in shape. You'll lose weight. You'll eat fresher food. You'll live longer. You'll see your kids longer. You'll see your kids instead of sending them off to these these institutionalized public daycare centers. I will tell you this. All the problems we are seeing with these cities, they can be solved by you moving out to the country. You're not going to worry about getting sick because you're not around people as often. And and, and then you see these people. These are the, the cannibalistic the chuds, the cannibalistic humanoid underground dwellers of New York City and the big cities. These are the people who have influence and power in these places. Why would you want to be near them? We've seen the riots. We've seen every indication that it is better to get away from these places, at the very least go to the suburbs, and prices are skyrocketing. And now it's becoming harder and harder to do. But I believe this solves most of the problems that I see. If you're just honest with someone, hey, look, you might not care about climate change. You might think, no, Tim, I disagree with you. And I'll say this. Okay, well, you do agree with personal responsibility, right? You probably say, yeah, actually, yeah. Wouldn't you like having your own space, bigger spaces, fresher air? Do you like your neighbors playing loud music? You probably don't. Don't you want to roll up your sleeves and do some good old hard work and teach these, these socialists what it means to actually be successful and happy? Yeah, whether you agree with climate change or not, the opportunity lies in raising your own animals. And not even that. You live out where I live. There are farms everywhere. The farms can raise all the animals for me. I can do other stuff, but I've got space and it's fun and it's cheaper living. They're going to tell you that they should they should take your job away. And if they do, I hope you've been prepared for this because I've been warning you. Compliance will not get you out of this. People say, Tim, I can't just move. Oh, it's only sooner or later. Well, you're, you lose your job and then you have no money and then you'll be homeless in the city. So I guess start preparing now. I know it may be easier for people who have more money. That's always the case. It's not easy for everybody. It may be the hardest thing you've ever done. But sitting back and watching this happen, as Joe Biden cheers it on, if you don't see the signs now and you don't believe me and you don't want to take my advice, you don't have to. But I'll tell you this, every step of the way, we said, we said it's going to get bad. What do you think you're going to be in three months if you don't do something now? In three months, it's going to be worse than ever. Eventually, you'll be homeless. It's not a good thing. And I said it's not easy. I know that. But you're hearing it now. So what are you going to do to make sure that you can find a way to keep yourself, your friends, and your family safe? I'll leave it there because the president ain't going to be there for you. Next segment is coming up tonight at 8 p.m. over at youtube.com slash timcastirl. Thanks for hanging out. I'll see you all then. This is entirely expected, and it's going to keep happening. The story from CNBC, September's job report badly misses expectations with payrolls increasing by just 194,000. This is abysmal. They were estimating 500,000, and this keeps happening. Why? It's not just Joe Biden. 
It's the Democratic Party. It's the party in control. It is the federal government. My friends, the system is in absolute disarray. While we have this story about the, the badly missing the jobs uh, expectations, we also have this from the Atlantic. America is running out of everything. The global supply chain is slowing down at the very moment when Americans are demanding that it go into overdrive. Recently, uh, I, I did mention this the other day, but in this context, I think it absolutely bears repeating. I'm um, talking to Ian. You guys know Ian from the IRL podcast. And he said, I think we should do another run of emergency food. And I was like, nah, no, silly Ian. We don't need to buy more emergency food. I didn't say it like that. I was just like, I don't know, maybe. He was like, we should get water and food. And I was like, well, we're on a well system. And we do have a, we have a ton of bottled water for our guests because we know you, you notice that we drink water on the show. Everybody wants to drink water. So they give them a bottle of water. And so I, I did decide, though, you know, maybe Ian's right. I mean, look, I cover this news all the time. I certainly know what's going on. And I don't know before everyone else. I just know quickly after it's reported in the press, for the most part. I don't have any secret connections or sources who are calling me up saying, buy food. Well, I decided to buy some food. I decided we're going to stock up on some rice and beans. It's always good to have rice and beans, you know. Right now I'm doing keto and it's been fantastic. But, uh, you know, if you want a full, uh, I think uh, rice and beans has like a full amino chain. Humans can survive on it, at least for a while. Uh, and so I went to order it and uh, it was easy to find beans. It was, it was near impossible to find rice. This was crazy to me. I was like, I can't find any rice. Maybe it's because a lot of our rice is imported from China. I'm not entirely sure. Maybe it's because it's supposed to come through California and things aren't coming through. Beans? Not that difficult. Avocados, we can certainly get avocados. But also prices are skyrocketing. I went to the supermarket, uh, I think it was not yesterday. Yeah, actually, was it yesterday? No, it was the day before yesterday. And the prices were insane. We, we, Three-fourths three of the shopping cart w- was full. We didn't, we didn't fill it to the brim. 700 bucks. It was like six, 680 something or whatever. I was just like, what the? And I asked the cashier, I was like, are prices like really going up? And she's like, oh yeah, they're going way up. So we have this story yesterday. We, 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 were, we were somewhat talking about it, that the U.S. is running out of everything. I think it's hilarious that uh, uh, I you know, was heavily criticized by the left for stating these things last year, like, hey, have some emergency food lying around. I don't, I don't know what's going to happen. I can't tell you. I can tell you this. It's been almost two years. Think about that for just a second. It's been almost two years. So this was January when COVID hit the news and people started freaking out. It wasn't that the freakouts were, were starting to happen well before they announced the 15 days to slow the spread. This has been the new normal. And they know that if they keep this up for a long enough period of time, people will just capitulate. Now, for, for, for those of us that live in more rural areas, I certainly live in a I, 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 I live in an actual community that I have a direct neighbor. You know, the, the, the compound that we're on is kind of far away from everybody else. But where I actually live, I got neighbors all over the place and bears, apparently. But that's a different story. And, um, you know, but it's still a, a rural area. It's a good community. I think people who live out in the middle of nowhere, just it's it's it. When I moved, I came out here when when the lockdown started, started getting really not when they started, but when they started getting really bad because we didn't want to live under a boot. And I was like, I can be out in the middle of nowhere. I can run through the fields. I can frolic and pick flowers. You can't do that in, in, in the cities or at least in the suburbs either. So we, we got out. And now I haven't really experienced that, that level of hardship that many of the people in the cities have. But I mean, these people keep voting for it. You know, they had an opportunity to vote against these lockdowns and they voted for it at a national level. That's what you need to understand. When Donald Trump was running, 
He was running on absolutely. He was saying, you know, the states should be reopening. He didn't have the authority to force them to reopen. But people in, I guess, New York, what happened was they assumed that the Democratic Party that had put them under the boot, once they gained absolute federal power, they would remove the boot. Good luck. When has complying ever gotten you out of tyranny? And that's what happened. They said, please, Democrats, if we give you power, will you stop abusing us? Because it wasn't Trump doing it. Not that Trump was perfect. But here you go. Now it's been almost two years. We've been we've been living with Joe Biden as the president since January. His approval rating is in the gutter and it's just getting worse. Say what you want about Trump. But you know what's fascinating about Trump? I'll tell you this. One of the things we've speculated on was that Trump knew what was coming in terms of the gutting of the American manufacturing base. And so he was trying to restore America's ability to some degree to support itself stronger borders, tariffs, bring these factories on home so that Americans can make stuff for Americans. The power, the the, the establishment doesn't like that. These big corporations can make way more money just sending their factories to Mexico or, or China. Now we can see Kellogg workers are on strike. They're sending jobs off to Mexico. Yeah, this strike, in my opinion, will just result in them saying, hey, look, Biden's given us the the, the clear runway. We can easily just go uh, to a different country and make American food products. We get a lot of our avocados from Mexico, apparently, and California, I think. This is, you know, it, it 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 is a combination of factors from the Democrats. I know you know this. I know you know that I'm not a staunch Republican or conservative, but there is a basic level of truth that people need to understand. And unfortunately, you have these these victims of Democratic abuse who just keep believing it. When Joe Biden said, we're going to raise the minimum wage, I'm like, I like the idea in general, but what will the ramifications be? He then said, we are going to increase corporate tax rates. Okay, where are you going with this? And then free trade. Well, hold on there a minute. Let's break down what that means. If a company is operating in the United States and they have to pay $15 an hour versus the dollar an hour in China, well, why wouldn't they go to China? Well, how about this? Your corporate tax rate also goes up. So now they're like, if we operate and generate uh, you know, our corporate headquarters here in the U.S. and hire here in the U.S., we're going to be paying 10% more in taxes and 30% more in wages. And then Joe Biden says, don't worry, if you make it in China and ship it in, free trade. So now they're saying, okay, if we move our factory to China or Mexico, we'll be paying a dollar an hour in wages, no benefits. We'll have a much lower tax because, uh, uh, you know, we'll we'll have our headquarters be somewhere else, Dublin or Bahamas or who knows how how they're doing it. And then we'll uh, be able to import all the products for free, free trade. So there's no penalty to taking these jobs away from Americans. This was from the beginning the plan. So am I surprised to see that the jobs report badly misses estimates? No, the estimates are, are BS. Some random guy goes, uh, half a million. What makes them think a half a million is going to happen when these are the policies put in place by, by, the, by the Democratic establishment? They have been extracting from the system for decades. And we had Dylan Radigan talked about the extraction of the American economy back in, what was it, like 2011? Granted, things were very different back then, but the extraction nonetheless was underway, and it was Democrats and Republicans. And because people were fed up, they demanded a Donald Trump. Why? Because Trump said, I'm going to secure your borders. I'm going to tear off these MFRs, taking your jobs away, and we're going to make sure that your factories can operate here in the U.S. 
lot of people complained about Donald Trump removing uh, regulations on carbon emissions. Why would he do this? Trump wanted factories to return to the U.S. So the Trump administration said, how can we do that? Well, a lot of these regulations on carbon emissions prevent them from operating here as well. You see, all of these policies from Democrats result in the complete destruction of the American economy. When they say you can't emit X amount of carbon, the factory says, OK, we can't emit that carbon, so we can't produce. It's too expensive to hire workers. Our taxes are too high. And then they say, but hey, if you do it all in China where they pollute like crazy, ship those products back on in for free. And they say, deal, I guess. What else are they going to do? When Trump came in, factories actually started coming back. Now, I'm not saying any of the I'm not saying that Trump's policies were, were like right. I'm saying it was very obvious that he was thinking about helping the American worker. The dude had a potty mouth. Everybody knows that. But here we are. The, the, look at this. <laughs> look at this abysmal year. Jeez, there was a major spike. Look at look how many 20.7 million jobs lost in April of 2020. And then we can move to June of 2020 and some jobs started coming back. But it has just been in December. We lost jobs. How do you lose jobs in holiday season? This is crazy. And now it's just absolutely, absolutely abysmal. My my stars and garters, my friends. That's why I went out and bought a bunch of rice and beans. I'm going to put it in the basement and put it in the closet. We got 30 plus employees here. We're hiring more. So I want to make sure that in the event of any major disruption, we've got, you know, food for our staff. But you take a look at this story. The global uh, America is running out of everything from the Atlantic. He says, uh, Derek writes, is it just me or does it feel like America is running out of everything? I visited CVS last week to pick up some at home COVID tests. They'd been sold out for a week, an employee told me. So I asked about paper towels. We're out of those too. Try Walgreens. I drove to Walgreens that had paper towels. But when I asked a pharmacist to fill some very common prescriptions, he told me that the store had run out. Try the Target up the road, he suggested. Target's pharmacy had the meds, but its front area was alarmingly barren, like the canned food section of the grocery store one hour before hurricane makes landfall. This is the economy now. One hour errands are now multi hour odysseys. Next day deliveries are becoming day after next deliveries. The car part you need, it'll take an extra week. Sorry, the book you were looking for, come back in November. The baby crib you bought, make it December. Eyeing a new home improvement job that requires several construction workers. Haha, ha, pray for 2022. And boy, does that one hit close to home. We got an amazing crew down here uh, building out Chicken City, helping build out our studio. The amazing thing is it was like three dudes trying to do all of this work. And I'm, and I'm asking the, you know, the guy running the project, I'm like, can you get more people? And he's like, dude, no, no. Nobody's working. And I'm like, well, pay, man. Just ask them what they need. No, that's not the issue. I don't know what the issue is. That everybody get raptured all of a sudden or something? He'd say he, he goes to, you know, asking around, looking for employees, looking for workers. People want to do construction jobs. It's not even about the money. For some people, it is. We actually are paying a lot for the workers we have. And you know what? More power to them. I got no pro- problem paying well for a job well done. But it is substantially higher than I expected and what it used to be. And it's very difficult to actually find people. So that one hits right close to home, man. We have been trying so hard to expand the operation, launch these new projects, and it's been taking forever. We've been trying to do events and we can barely get through. Why? It's sludge. Not only is is the private sector all chaotic, but the public sector is as well. We try to contact these departments, the DMV, all that stuff. And it's just, it's just everything has been remarkably sluggish. 
It's like a great reset of sorts is occurring right before our eyes. The Atlantic, Derek goes on to write, the U.S. economy isn't yet experiencing a downturn akin to the 70s, uh, a stagflation. This is something different a quite str- and quite strange. Americans are settling into a new phase of the pandemic economy in which GDP is growing, but we're also suffering a dearth of a shocking array of things. Test kits, car parts, semiconductors, ships, shipping containers, workers. This is the everything shortage. This is the Atlantic, my friends, telling you it's the everything shortage. CNBC aghast at the abysmal job numbers. And yet there was but humble old Tim Pool telling y'all to pick up some emergency food, just like, uh, you know, a little bit, a week or two, just in case. And the leftists were laughing. Yeah, who's laughing now? Because these same emergency food kits are like three times the price they used to be last year. That's what really blows my mind. I, 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 I'm absolutely shocked by the cost of food. And that's worrying to me. You know, I can look at my crypto portfolio and say, hey, look, investments are, 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 are on the rise. And I'm like, but what does it really matter? Because the, amount, the cost of food is getting so insanely high that sure, maybe your crypto is worth more. Maybe your investments are worth more. Maybe your property is worth more. But what are you going to do with it? Buy the same amount of food you would have at the, at the previous price before your investments went up? Maybe. And most people don't have investments. And let's be real. That means the average person, people like you, are sitting there staring at a bank account with, with a couple thousand dollars in it. And what you don't realize is that every day, the actual buying power of your savings is dropping. I can't give you advice on what to do. I'll tell you what I did. I bought crypto a long time ago. I remember it was back in, I think, 2016. I had already learned my lessons on giving away the, the, the Bitcoin that I had. And I was like, I'm going to buy some and just forget about it. And then I bought some and then I forgot about it. And then all of a sudden it hit like 13K in November. And I was like, uh, where's my wallet? And then I like went and checked and figured out what, you know, where everything was stored. And I was like, awesome. And then I decided I'm going to buy more. And I remember we had Bill Ottman on uh, uh, Tim Cast IRL. He's the, he's the uh, co-founder, founder, CEO of Minds. Co-founder, also, you know, Ian, of course, helped co-found Minds and there's many other people. But uh, he said Ethereum was at a thousand bucks per Ethereum. And he was like, get some Ethereum, dude. He was like, just pick it up. And I was like, all right, now it's at 3,500, I think. Those are good investments. But then I realized something. The price of crypto, as it went up, mirrored raw materials like steel and wood. And so I was, while I was going like, all right, yay, my crypto is doing really well, I realized what's really happening is that the dollar is collapsing. Wood prices were up six times, 600% steel through the roof. We're trying to set up a new building for the expanded facility because, boy, do we have a massive expansion underway. It's insane. Yeah, we're, 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 we've been trying to do these events, and uh, it's been impossible. And, you know, I, I told people, like, if you're a member at TimCast.com and, you're giving, and, and you sign up at the $25 level or more, you will get advanced notice, first come, first serve, for the events we're doing. And then people are saying, Where, when's the events? When's the events? The red tape is tremendous. And our ability to, to, to pull off the events has just been, I just, it's, it's like we're, we're jammed up. The, the, it's, it's difficult enough to get anything through with the government, let alone the private sector. And so we just haven't been able to accomplish. We needed to do a, a roof restructuring and like that, that should have, man, in any other year. I remember when we were doing improvements from the initial studio we built back in January and we had a guy come out right away. This was like end of 2019. He was like, it's the best year of my life. Donald Trump. Woo. And they did all of this work and they built this back patio and it was done in like a week. Now we've been sitting here. It's been like four months. 
And you know, I don't blame the guys who are doing the hard work. They're doing an amazing job. We just can't get enough people. We can't get the materials. So we're looking at buying a bigger, more massive property out in the middle of nowhere so we can do our own little mini, I don't know, burning man type thing. Not really, like not like a burning man, but we can do private events. And we can say it's a private event. You can just park your property on our big, massive 50 acre lot and just come hang out. There's risks there because it'll be harder to do security and stuff, but we're going to try and figure it out. I don't know. Maybe maybe in the end, what's happening is there's a great reset before us. We know that there are many powerful interests who wanted a great reset to happen. Now we're watching all the prices skyrocket. I got to tell you, man, it was it was actually quite funny. Let me let me let me let me play this. Can I play this? Is it going to let me play this? Let me refresh this. This clip from CNBC actually made me laugh. Listen to this. Ninety four. Whoa. I see one hundred ninety four thousand. That is real low. Consensus of five hundred thousand. August was revised up a bit, so 366,000. Uh, let me go to the other, the jobless rate. Uh, wow, big decline, 4.8%, 5.1 was expected. Let me go to the, the, the B1 table and see if I can find uh, where the jobs were. And I think in this case, where the jobs weren't is what we're trying to figure out. It was, it was definitely a weaker number than expected uh, with I think the factors that were enumerated just before we went into the number. Uh, being uh, responsible here. You still have the COVID uh, issues. It, it's let me, let me play that beginning one, for you. 194. Whoa. I see 100. Whoa. Yes. Bad, 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 bad. What does that mean for you, my friends? Let me show you. Here we go. How a U.S. steel shortage created a market bubble. Great. We need steel to make the shell for the building we're trying to put up so we can do a ton of really awesome stuff. And it's a lot of steel. We're trying to make a really big building. And it's really, really fascinating. Um, we, we want to do a massive building where people can, we can have an indoor shooting range. We can do all these things. And um, it's certainly not as expensive as I thought, but it is certainly expensive. And unfortunately, it's, it's massively inflated by the lack of steel that's available. Oh, but there's more. The Economist says the world economy's shortage problem, scarcity has replaced gluts as the biggest impediment to global growth. Have you gone to the store lately and seen all the shortages? We got this from the Wall Street Journal from yesterday. Natural gas shortage shuts off scramble ahead of winter. Tankers are being diverted and manufacturers are slowing production as countries and businesses battle to secure supply. No fuel, no heat. Good luck, my friends. And then we have the worker shortage. Worker shortage having big impact on Michigan restaurants and customers. Not that's just that's just Michigan, but we've seen it across the board. The system has been broken. Last year, they threw a wrench into the gears. They broke the gears and the whole thing imploded on itself. I said it and many others did. You cannot just stop a freight train dead in its tracks and then think later on you can have everything resume like normal because that inertia can't just stop. So it's like the movie Hancock. When Will Smith's character tries to save the guy, um, Jason Bateman, I think, on the train tracks. So he lands on the train tracks, flips the car over, and the train slams into him and stops immediately. And all of the freight cars just flip into the air 20 feet and start crashing and a major disaster. That's what happened to the economy. And a lot of us had been warning you that this was the outcome. Now, here's here's the funny thing. If you listened to me last year when I said, look, I'm not telling you the world's ending. I just recommend getting some emergency food supplies. This was when I was shouting out safeandreadymeals.com. I am not, this is not an active promotion. I'm telling a story, but you know, I'll make that distinction. I'm not doing an active promo for them. 
Um, I was shouting out safeandreadymeals.com. I know it's like ironic, I guess, that I'm like, here's the name of the website, but, I, but, but here's the point, right? This is not a promo. It was like 80 bucks for, for uh, the, the standard supply. It's 300. It's like 297. That, I just, wow. The price, the price that went up. The prices as they've gone up. And you had all these leftists posting memes and making fun of me and being like, what an idiot. These things last for 25 years. If you bought it last year, congratulations, your investment has tripled. Now you've got, it's just remarkable how ignorant these people are. I am not a prepper by any stretch of the imagination, but I just said logic dictates if you destroy an economy, if you shut it down, it will not just restart. All of the food and restaurants spoiled. This is what people don't understand. When they shut down the restaurant for 15 days, that food is all spoiled, can't be sold. And then what? Even if it was just two weeks, your food is rotten and you got to reorder everything. A loss for your business. People didn't notice this. They're just the people who didn't run businesses were like, it's only 15 days. No, it's $30,000 for a mom and pop hot, hot dog shop in all of the meats they carry and the cheeses all gone. You'd think they have 30 grand to dip into even for just two weeks. And it persisted for over a year, wiping out these businesses. Now they're doing vaccine mandates in New York, L.A., many other places. And these businesses are reporting that their, their business is way, way, way down. Yeah, we are being choked out. Now, I can't tell you how to make that stop, but I can tell you what I would do. Move out to the middle of nowhere, start raising some chickens. Because I'll tell you this, for, you know, it, it, it is cheap. It is very, very cheap to get a handful of chickens. Get a rooster. People will give you a rooster. No joke. We've got, we have right now, I think, five. Do we have five? We have five. We have one uh, adult Rhode Island red rooster. We have his son, Roberto Jr., who was a mix between an Easter egg, or I don't know the actual name of the chicken, but it's an Easter egg or chicken, and a hen, and, and Roberto. And then we have three black star cockerels of the babies. And uh, so that's uh, Bard Plymouth Rock and Rhode Island, Rhode, Island, Rhode Island Red Mix. And we have three little boys that we cannot keep because that's too many roosters. So you buy some hens. Someone will give you a rooster for free. And then they have babies. And then you have many more chickens and you get eggs every day. You've got food. And all you got to do is let the chickens go out and eat in the ground. Like that's the amazing thing. They're animals. They figure it out. Now you can certainly buy feed for them. But really, if you have a big open space, Fenced off, you know, protected, get out in the middle of nowhere, grow your own vegetables, learn how to take care of yourself. It is time to be self-sufficient. And you know what? That's probably what the Great Reset, you know, elites want. They want you to go out and be self-sustaining. They want you to get off the grid. They want you with solar panels on your house. And you know what? You'd be better off for it. Now, the troubling thing is, if that's what they're trying to force you to do, that's disastrous and evil. But at the same time, it was always better living this way. Cities are disgusting and awful. But I can't tell you. I don't know. I don't have all the answers. I can only tell you what I see here. And when I go to the store and I see they have, they're horribly understaffed. They're now doing self-checkout at the, the, at the belt loaders, like the, 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 the belt checkouts. Now there's just one person and the rest are self-checkout and the machines don't even work. And I'm like, is anybody even here to stop us if we just like pull the card out? Because no one's anywhere. They have like one person watching all of the, of the, of the checkout lines. 
shrinkage must be through the roof, to be honest, because people might not act like people might accidentally not scan something and not realize it. And I'm like looking at my receipt. I'm trying to make sure I scan everything. And I'm like, oh, hope for the best. There's like some old lady forgot to scan something. They arrested her. I think we're heading in the direction. I think y'all know it. And I think if you are not learning responsibility, finding a way out of these cities now, you will regret it. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 1 p.m. on this channel. Happy Friday, everybody. We'll see y'all then. 60,000 illegal immigrants are making their way to the southern U.S. border. And these are not just refugees. These are economic migrants who are telling us, quote, we are ready for war. IJR says leader of migrant caravan says nothing will get in his way of making it to the U.S. So it's funny when Tucker Carlson or anybody else says we are being invaded and you have people saying outright that they're ready for war. Is that not accurate? I, I, I think it's fair to point out that this country is falling apart. You know, I saw uh, I think it was a tweet from Jesse Kelly. I could be wrong. Someone said, how much time do we have left? And he said, well, you know, um, and, and, and I'll paraphrase because I may be getting this wrong. But the general idea is Republicans will take 2022. Republicans will take 2024 and they'll do nothing. Even Donald Trump, who did some things, didn't fire people, didn't change enough and was bogged down by the bureaucratic administrative state. So what happens in 2028? The Democrats come back and their crackpot psychotic agenda will be 10 times worse. Republicans will do nothing. And that's why if you look at polling, Republicans hate the Republican Party. Democrats like the Democratic Party. Most people dislike the Democrats, but more people hate the Republicans. Because when you have Democrats who hate Republicans and Republicans who hate Republicans, then basically everybody hates Republicans because, of course, Libertarians and the Green Party, they hate Republicans, too. So I have to say, I think the Republican Party is the worst possible is, is the worst party in the country. But, you know, it's not because they're burning everything to the ground. It's because they quite literally do nothing and make no one happy. The Democrats at least have their cult behind them and they're satisfied by the weird cult things they do. The funny thing is the Democrats burn the place to the ground and then Democrats complain about how bad things are and blame Republicans. You know, I, I just love looking at Los Angeles or New York where they're like, oh, Republicans. And I'm like, yeah, I, I don't like the Republican Party either. But, yo, you live in Democratic super majorities. Yo, it's the Democrats who are doing the things that are bad. The problem we face is the Republicans are basically in on it, so nothing is going to get solved as they extract from this country, burning it to the ground. We have this story. We are ready for war. But let me just throw a little bit on top. From Fox Business, House Dems $3.5 trillion spending bill includes free community college for illegal immigrants. Okay. Democrats are burning the country to the ground. You can vote Republican and the Republicans, rest assured, will do literally nothing for four years. And so I suppose your, your, your options are postpone the inevitable for four years or just let Democrats destroy everything before your eyes. You know what? Stop voting for the Republicans. Primary them. Lindsey Graham and Mitch McConnell should not be in office. But maybe it's too late. Maybe it's not. Here's the story from IJR. An army of 60,000 illegal aliens, mostly Haitians, is expected to flood the U.S. border in the coming weeks. And a second caravan is waiting in the wings, preparing to further barrage the U.S. One of the people spearheading the next migrant invasion is Irineo Mujica, 
a dual citizen of Mexico and the U.S., who is director of the leftist advocacy group Pueblo Sin Fronteras, People Without Borders. Border report revealed Tuesday. Mojica warned that he and his caravan of illegal aliens are ready for war and will reach the U.S. with or without the consent of government standing in their way. We are leaving in 20 days, he vowed Tuesday on social media. According to the report, we prefer to march with travel papers. And this time, with papers or without papers, we are ready for war. Do you guys remember that, that, that video where migrants were trying to storm the border checkpoint and armed border patrol agents in full SWAT gear, like protective riot gear, came out and had to hold them back with shields? Quote, if the National Guard comes and they are cowardly enough to beat women and children, let them prepare because God's hand is with us. Amazing. Mujica's words came amid mounting frustration that the Mexican government has begun detaining caravans barreling through Mexico en route to the U.S. Mexico recently started intercepting caravans at the behest of the Biden administration amid escalating alarm among Americans about the daily invasions. The U.S. gives Mexico an average of $320 million in aid every year, in part to incentivize it to secure its own border so its residents won't sneak into America. When former President Donald Trump was in office, he worked with Mexico's leader to stem the influx of illegal aliens. After Biden took office, the arrangement went out the window and the border devolved into an open door for armies of unvetted migrants from numerous countries. Some 60,000 mostly Haitian migrants are heading to Texas right now. The Washington Examiner reported Tuesday. That's on top of the 20,000 Haitians who illegally crossed into Del Rio last month. Another 30,000 are currently tra- traversing Colombia en route to the U.S., Border Patrol authorities told the outlet. Republican Texas Governor Greg Abbott said that because the Biden administration refuses to stem the migrant influx, he has ramped up efforts to secure his state's border. What a loser. Greg Abbott, what is he doing? Some things, sure, but barely enough because Republicans care more about the, what the New York Times thinks about them than their own constituents. And you know what? Maybe it's because regular people care more about the New York Times' opinion on things than their own neighbors. So what do you get? Well, don't be surprised when crime skyrockets and murder skyrockets and the U.S. dollar is collapsing because we're basically living in idiocracy. They don't realize they're salting the earth when they spray Brondo on their lawn, but they are. They don't realize that a porous border with unchecked immigration will be destabilizing to your economy. And you know what? Challenges like idiocracy, these people just don't know. And because they don't know, they can't solve the problem. And there it is. Quote, Texas National Guard is gearing up at the border for increased caravans attempting to cross the border caused by Biden's open border policy, Abbott tweeted last week. On Wednesday, Abbott said he has deployed thousands of National Guard soldiers, Guard soldiers and Texas law enforcement officers to curb the armies of unvetted migrants who are en route. Biden created the chaos. Chaos. Texas is stopping it. Maybe there's something you can build, some kind of large structure that keeps people out. Yeah, maybe a fence, a border wall system, as Trump said. Despite its best efforts, Texas simply cannot stop the enormous migrant influx on its own, especially since the numbers have swelled into unprecedented proportions. Last week, Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas warned department officials that as many as 400,000 illegal aliens could swarm the southern border this month alone, which I'm pretty sure is a record. By now, Millions of Americans believe Biden's border crisis is not an accident. Fox Nation host Laura Logan, a former CBS News reporter, suggested that the border debacle is intentional. Quote, they don't tell you the the national security threat posed by letting the cartels come across the southern border, do they? 
Logan told Fox News host Tucker Carlson, whoever is in power right now, whoever is really pulling the strings, they could do anything they want to change this. And they're not. The U.S. government could change this even today, and they don't do it. That's where things get really weird. Tucker Carlson basically just said Joe Biden's, you know, not the real president in some effect. There's there's this image of Joe Biden in a fake White House set with a screen behind him with flowers depicted on it. It's fall. Flowers are not in bloom. And a lot of people wondered why that was. I have no idea. Some people have said it's easier to build a studio for talking with the public than it is to constantly set up a camera. And uh, Biden doesn't constantly talk to this country. Biden rarely gives appearances. So why build a sound stage with a fake White House unless something is going on in the White House that we don't know about? Maybe. There's a lot of crazy conspiracies, out, conspiracy theories out there. I, I, I don't know. I just think it's weird. They're going to say Biden has been in politics for five decades with two terms as U.S. vice president to suggest that he's unaware of the long term impact of this border catastrophe is naive and defies logic. Let me show you this. Governors are banding together. Biden owns this. Ten governors outlined 10 step plan to end border crisis, calling Biden to finally act. He's not going to. You've, you've got to just deploy your own National Guard. You know, I'm a little low energy right now on this story. And the reason is, it keeps happening. It's been happening. It will keep happening. The, the, the GOP, what do they do? They have a little rally where they all hold hands and sing Kumbaya. Do something about it. You, what do you think Biden's going to do? You think Biden, who in all, uh, all likelihood wants this at the border, he's going to do anything? CBN News says, 10 Republican governors visited the U.S.-Mexico border on Wednesday where they unveiled a 10-point plan to end President Joe Biden's immigration crisis at the nation's southern border by stopping the flow of illegal immigrants. President Joe Biden has caused a humanitarian crisis and chaos on our border, Governor Greg Abbott of Texas said. Abbott was joined at the press conference by Arizona Governor Doug Ducey, Georgia Governor Brian Kemp, Idaho Governor Brad Little, Iowa's Kim Reynolds, Montana's Greg Gianforte, Nebraska's Pete Ricketts, Ohio's Mike DeWine, and Oklahoma's Kevin Stitt and Wyoming's Mark Gordon. The governors chose to meet in Mission, Texas, which is part of the Rio Grande Valley region in South Texas. The valley, as local residents refer to it, has seen more than 500,000 people illegally enter the U.S. from Mexico in the past 12 months. And the large majority crossed after Biden took office, according to the Washington Examiner. The governors called on Biden and Vice President Kamala Harris to take the following actions. Finish building the border wall that was halted mid-construction. Require those seeking asylum to remain in Mexico instead of being allowed in the U.S. Prohibit the entry of anyone who potentially poses a health risk. You'd think if they were going to go full vaccination in the United States, they'd have some similar standard for those who are illegally entering, but they don't. As CBN News has reported, while the Trump administration built about 450 miles of new barriers along the southern border, Biden immediately halted construction when he took office, leaving gaps that rendered most of the border wall incomplete. Critics say Biden inherited a solution when he took office and canceled it, reviving the border crisis that was finally coming under control. Now, one million migrants are expected to surge into the U.S. this year alone. Are you kidding? It's already over a million. And that's just reported. Those who have actually encountered Border Patrol. Quote, we are here today to shine a light on what's going on here at the southern border and how it's impacting all of our states, not just the state of Texas. 
Now, they go on to mention a couple things, notably Title 42 public health restrictions. They say the Biden administration should continue to invoke Title 42 to refuse entry to individuals coming into the country due to the COVID-19 public health risk. But when Biden is allowing mass rampant, illegal, unchecked and dangerous illegal immigration, what makes you think they're going to be tracking anybody? Say the governor's released a 10 point plan, one of which is Title 42. Number two is the migrant protection protocols. Get people who are applying to stay in Mexico. Finish securing the border and catch and release. Clear the judicial backlog. Resume the deportation of all criminals. Dedicate federal resources to eradicate human and drug trafficking. Re-enter all agreements with our Northern Triangle partners in Mexico. Send a clear message to potential migrants. Deploy more federal law enforcement officers. When asked if the trip was more about politics than confronting immigration issues, Iowa Governor Reynolds replied, no, it's not a political stunt. This is the real thing. Biden owns this, she said. This is a self-inflicted crisis. He overturned all the policies that work. They want this. The Democrats want this. Now, a lot of people speculate that it's because eventually these people will become citizens and vote. I don't think that's true. I think two things will happen in 10 years in the next census. What will we see? These people will count. More congressional seats will be apportioned to the states where these people have moved to. And in 18 years, potentially 18 to 20 years, you will see new American voters, the children of these migrants, who will then vote to give more privileges to those who illegally enter this country to exploit its resources. That's how it works. It's it's, It's the long game. Now, look, I think immigration is a good thing. I think we should allow every person in the in the world, every single one, except criminals and terrorists and enemy combatants, you get the point. Good, regular people should be able to immigrate here through a legal process where we track how, how many people are here, what our, what our economy is going like, and then you might have to wait. We might say, you know, we'd love to allow you in at this time, but we have a very serious unemployment crisis. And until we can resolve that, we are limiting the amount of people who can emigrate to this country. Instead, Joe Biden keeps out good migrants because it's extremely difficult to migrate here through the normal means and welcomes in those who would come illegally. That is to say the high skilled labor will not be coming and the low skilled labor will just come in unchecked. And then what do the Democrats do? Spend your money, print more money, borrow more money to give your community's resources to the people who enter the country illegally. Fox Business reports. Congressional Democrats controversial three point five trillion dollar spending bill appears to include illegal immigrants in providing free community college. The reconciliation bill would amend the Higher Education Act of 1965 to establish a grant program for free community college, which would fulfill one of President Biden's campaign pledges. The grant program would extend free community college to individuals regardless of their, quote, basis of citizenship, alienage or immigration status, according to the most recent version of the reconciliation bill. Two subsections of this portion of the bill also aim to ensure immigrants in the country illegally count as eligible students for free community college, which the bill broadly defines as any enrolled community college students that is attending at least on a half-time basis. The eligible student definition also clarifies that students at schools with varying in-state and out-of-state tuition rates are covered under the definition if they would qualify for such in-state or in-district resident tuition at community colleges, but for the immigration status of such a student, they are going to take your dollars and your labor and give it to people who don't live here or who move here illegally. Section 778D 
The first section in question says that schools receiving the grant under the subsection may not impose additional eligibility requirements on eligible students other than what the section lists. The second portion, 778E, further clarifies that undocumented migrants would receive free community college stating that no individual, quote, shall be determined to be ineligible to receive benefits provided under the subpart, including tuition and fees set to zero and other aid provided under the sub subpart on the basis of citizenship, alienage or immigration status. The proposed section has ignited outrage among many, especially in the Republican Party. Quote, illegal immigrants skipped the line and broke the laws. They should not be rewarded with free tuition, says Tom Cotton. But Democrats want to use your money to pay them to go to college. That's not fair and will only incentivize more illegal immigration, Cotton continued. A Democratic aide on the House Education and Labor Committee, where the bill language originated, told Fox Business in a Thursday email that the bill is in line with current American K-12 education policies requiring schools to instruct children regardless of their immigration status. They are just ripping this country to shreds. And we are watching it in real time. The aide also noted that 14 states already gave financial aid and in-state tuition to illegal immigrants who meet certain conditions. So this is how it's done. They'll, they'll, they'll pass a bill somewhere that says, oh, these people are entitled to this, you know, public good or whatever. It's overlooked. Then they expand upon it. Well, we already have K through 12 obligated to instruct illegal immigrant children because they need to be in school, right? Okay. People say, I understand that. We're, we're not fans of the illegal, illegal immigration, but it's the parents, not the kids' fault. The kids should be able to get an education while they're here. Now they take the next step. Well, why not college? Why can't we give free college? Yo, are we giving free community college to uh, uh, like American citizens who are laden with debt? But you know what? It is these college students who are not smart enough to realize they are being ripped off and everything, everything that they, they, they should have inherited or owned will be taken from them. You will own nothing and you will be happy. So don't come to me, millennial progressive, complaining that boomers hold all the wealth when you morons keep voting for this. You will own nothing and you will be happy. They say it to your face. They spread it around and you just gleefully mill about accepting all of it, believing the lies and the garbage. Why? I don't know. I guess you want to fit in. But here it is. We are ready for war. This is what's happening right before our eyes. They are not mincing words. They are telling you in no uncertain terms, war. They will take from you. They will take from your communities and they don't care. We had a few people who went down to the border, showed us the wristbands the human traffickers use, empowered by Joe Biden, impeded by Donald Trump. Donald Trump gave a strong warning. We are coming after you and we will not allow this. It's interesting. In response to that, it seemed like many people decided to flood the border because now is their last chance. Under Joe Biden, they've come to the border wearing shirts saying, Biden, please let us in. And he is. Now, that being said, apprehensions under Trump may have been highest, the highest we've ever seen because Trump was instructing the apprehensions. It may be that actually we've seen way more illegal immigration before Trump, but Trump was just the one who was ramping up law enforcement. Joe Biden's still dealing with a major influx, uh, influx. So he does have that enforcement, but he's weakened it substantially. And it is very likely there are way more people coming in. I mean, it's probably, it is a fact. Because we don't track every single person who comes in, especially if we don't know they came in. So what happens? Well, we are in an economic crisis. The employment rate is now at 4.8%, went down a little bit. We're struggling to fill jobs. 
So what happens when you have people who won't take jobs and then you bring in a whole bunch more people who apparently aren't taking jobs either or can't? The system is being strained. We cannot produce enough resources and it is being gutted. And you can blame the Democrats for doing it. And you can blame the Republicans for doing nothing. No one has your back in this regard. The Libertarian Party is split between those who don't think the border should exist in the first place and those who would actually do something about it. So they're hindered and not strong enough to begin with. The Republicans don't want to do anything. They're worried the New York Times will smear them because they're spineless cowards. Yeah, I'd say almost every single Republican. These governors come out and they say, we're going to do all this stuff. You can do way more. You are 10 governors. You can send the National Guard to the border. You can supply more military equipment. You can bring the war back to those who are declaring it. I don't mean actually injuring people. I mean, just actually setting up razor wire or more fencing, bollard fencing or fortification of some capacity. That's not what they're doing, is it? They're saying Biden, Biden needs to do something about about this. Abbott sending in the National Guard. That's good. Law enforcement from Florida, I believe, was deployed. But for the most part, the prediction I would have for all of this is that it's all going to fall apart. We're watching it fall apart. What would lead you to believe that eventually this will just come back together? Everything will recover. And then we can all hold hands under a rainbow. I'm not trying to be pessimistic, just realistic. How long has this been going on? What are we going to do? Amendment 25 Joe Biden and get Kamala Harris? You think she's going to solve the problems? I really, really don't. In the end, I think that this is the direction the U.S. is headed in. And they're ready for war and we are not. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 4 p.m. over at youtube.com slash timcast. Thanks for hanging out. We'll see you all then.